We're here. Chris. Yes. We're here. We're here live. It finally happened. Yeah. We're live. And we're doing an interview today. We're doing a great interview. Yeah. Guys, we got a special, awesome episode for you. We got some, the cast director, the executive producer of a movie called They Wait in the Dark. We're going to talk to some of the good people, uh, all of them from the KC area. So literally, uh, we're going to just going to have a great conversation about everything. Um, we're even going to talk about the wonderful things in life, like not only the movie, locations like, you know, the DeSoto Inn. We got to talk about the DeSoto Inn sure. at some point. I feel like we got to talk about that. <laughs> but um, also, Chris, we got to talk about the love that we have between me and you. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, welcome to another episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. My name is Neil. I'm Chris. I'm not sure all ages is correct. Maybe 18 and up. I mean, I feel like. We're rated R, I think. I think we're rated R. I mean, have you seen the cartoons that are out there today? I mean, come on. We can just give it up to all of it. All right, right, today, guys, this is our special edition. This is a great episode. We are going to be talking to some of the cast and the creators of They Wait in the Dark. Now, They Wait in the Dark is a movie about Amy, a young woman who's on the run with her son, Adrian, from her abusive ex-girlfriend. When the past rises up to haunt them, they must confront the forces threatening them from both outside and in. So for further no ado, first, uh, we're going to bring up an accomplished director and writer in the film industry has gained recognition for exceptional storytelling abilities and his unique approach to horror and suspense genres. Uh, With his film here, They Wait in the Dark, currently available on Amazon, Patrick has kept audiences with his ability to create intense and gripping narratives. Now, joining Patrick are two talented actors from They Wait in the Dark, Sarah McGuire and Egan Flynn. Sarah's remarkable portrayal of her character in the film showcases her versatility and dedication to her craft, and Megan's exceptional acting skills brings depth and authenticity to her role, leaving a lasting impact on viewers. Together, Patrick, Sarah, and Megan have worked collaboratively to bring the weight in the dark to life, crafting a chilling and immersive cinematic experience. Their combined talent and passion for storytelling has resulted in truly unforgettable film that has captured attention and praise of the audience. Now, folks, the cast and crew of They they Wait in the Dark. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Welcome, guys. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. We're very happy to have you guys on. We're thrilled, actually. So, um, no, again, thanks for thanks for for having us, guys. Like, guys, we're all out of wind because we've been talking to each other actually for like the last Mm -hmm. ten minutes before we even got on air. So, So, uh, and also having having technical difficulties from. Oh, Chris! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris always has technical difficulties. It's a thing he's been doing since day one. Come on, dude. Uh, I mean, I love him, but you know, <sighs> that's well, Chris. It must it must run in the family, like brother and yeah. brother in law, yeah, sister in law, yeah. like you know. Yeah, maybe it's just, but uh, <laughs> we're good. Now uh, let's get this started by first. Let's go right to the uh, writer 
Parker Pat. Um, the script, man, this movie, they they wait in the dark. It has some twists. It has some turns. Uh, I really love, like, the... the I'm not going to... We're not going to spoil it, but there's this great twist in the movie that I just absolutely love. Um, to you, where did the idea or the thought proper for this story? Well, I like a haunted house movie at some point in my life. Like, Poltergeist is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And obviously, I wanted to make one that I knew was achievable on a small budget. So I wanted to write one where there wasn't a ton of characters and locations. So we wanted to keep it fairly contained. And for me, the biggest problem I have with uh, ghost stories in general is it's like as soon as a chair moves or something like flies off a shelf, I would move or I would at least get out of the house. So for me, it was all about trying to figure out a way to make it believable to the audience that the character has no choice but to stay in this in this place. Obviously, she's got somebody chasing her in the story, so she's hiding out with her with her adopted son. So for me, it was all about like having a real threat that, that's on the outside of the house and then having the supernatural threat. And by the time they start to figure out what's happening, it's too late. So um, that was kind of, I was just trying to come up with some new approach, a new vantage point to, to making a haunted house movie because everything's been done to some extent. I mean, how many Amityville movies are there? I think they're making a <laughs> every week. So <laughs> for me, it was, just, I mean, you know, yeah. Halloween. What are we at? Like 17 Halloween's now I mean, and like 142. So yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all about kind of coming up with something that felt new and fresh, um, but still fall, you know, falls in that it, it's satisfying to people who want to watch a haunted house movie but it also has a psychological thriller aspect to it. So, um, you know, for me, it was, it was writing something that was new, but also something that was achievable for a limited budget. Sure. Uh, do you mind if I ask how much the budget was? <laughs> no, it was under under 100000 I mean, okay. well under. Okay. Well under. So $22. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this time... Type- Talking about budget really quick, though, uh, how much did the DeSoto Inn pay you guys to film there? <laughs> you guys you did a lot there. That place was amazing. I'm going to go back and film another. Uh, for a different movie, I'm eventually going to go back to that place because it really was. It, that was actually the first day of filming that we shot yes, at the DeSoto Inn. So um, it was it was great. It, it, you know, it, it had the great a great look. The owners were really, really easy to work with. I think that's important when you, when you get a location. you got to find... The, uh, you know, people who are easy to work with because you're going to be invading their space, you know. And um, so they let us kind of do what we needed to do to make the, the scene work. And, and um, yeah. And she had great stories. She was like, there was a body in room eight once. There's a ghost in room 14. Like, I'm not kidding you. Patrick should go back and wow. just, like, interview the owner. Yeah. You should probably just have a documentary based on the DeSoto Inn. Seriously. I, it's one of the, the ends that me and my wife used to drive past all the time that would be like, man, someday we got to get a room there. <laughs> we got to get a room there. Please don't. Because we like them. <laughs> so uh, the house, this but. is the best of the, so I want to say all the acting in this movie is top notch. Something feels forced. Everything feels authentic. So how did you guys present yourself in the mindset of your characters? All right, Sarah, go for it. Go for it, Sarah. Oh God, uh, uh, how did I? How did I put myself in the mindset of my character? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely, just uh, like so. So, my favorite thing with every film is like, oh, this is a horror movie. Don't approach it like you're in a horror movie. Perfect. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, don't don't approach it like you're in a comedy because it's gonna seem like 
a little like overdramatic and like a little farcical and like silly. But uh, so, yeah, so the mindset of the mindset of Amy was pretty much just like uh, kind of like honestly, like uh, essentially going going through like the day to day things. And like with this film, we I was I was super, super happy. We were we didn't film everything chronologically, but we were able to film things pseudo chronologically to where it was still like really really helpful for me as an actor Mm -hmm. to be able to be like all right so cool here's my mindset for this scene here's my mindset for this scene um but also without being able to like kind of like bury the lead like Mm -hmm. too much and be like oh well here's how here's how the film ends like right I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly what like my end goal is, yeah. but also like kind of keeping keeping my end goal in mind of like, you know, I am I am a struggling mother. Yeah. Struggling mother yeah. uh trying to protect my son to whatever ends. Yeah. And no. that was that was basically like my my mindset throughout the I, film is like I am a struggling mother trying to protect my son. To whatever ends. Um, talking there about you uh, talking, you being a struggling mother, uh, Adrian, aka uh, Patrick uh, McGee, uh, great <laughs> little acting little story. little Patty McCloverson. Oh. <laughs> Where did you guys find him? How did he get uh, attached to the film? He, uh, this is actually, yeah. Watch this kid now because he is going Dang. places, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to see him, you know. <laughs> for free for long he we should have gotten his autograph yeah <laughs> we should have we should have gotten his autograph in this movie man he's actually the um his entire family is actors in kansas city his mom is like the only member of his family that's not actors so his grandmother runs an arts organization here his other grandmother and grandfather are both actors his mm-hmm. uncle and his uncle's girlfriend are actors and his dad is actually currently an actor on the star show power book um oh, whatever yeah. level of power thing yeah. so yeah this kid is like he's just brilliant and i had remembered that the his one grandmother's a friend of mine and i'd remembered she'd had a grandson about the right age and the right look and he did a lot of theater in town and I'd sent her an email and said, does your, you know, does he do film? What do you want to, you know, Patrick Ray's doing this great movie. What do we want to read for it? And they were all over it. I mean, his family's just awesome, awesome people. And so he turned in a tape for Patrick. And I mean, he was, I don't think we read a ton of kids. I don't think we read anybody after him, did we, Patrick? <laughs> He was perfect. Well, and it was funny because, I mean, initially he was eight when we shot. And initially I was nervous because you just never know. Yeah. You know, we're going to be doing some overnight shooting. So, like, we did some days that were 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., right? And so I was concerned that he would run out of energy, but it was the opposite. I mean, by 3 a.m., he was running circles around the crew. Like, he <laughs> had so much energy, and we were all like, you know, we need more caffeine. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Such a pro. <laughs> so with the Casey being a pretty vibrant filmmaking community, what was actually the most difficult part of making this movie? I mean, I, there are a number of things that can happen. Like, for one, you can't control the weather. Yeah. I mean, whoever, whatever filmmaker finally has a, creates a device that controls the weather will be the most powerful filmmaker of all time. Because it's like, 
you know, it was a there was a day where we had a shoot and it was like what 103 in the shade and it was it was an unpleasant part of the shoot because we had to do some stuff with it. We had a you know uh, a stunt weapon and all that stuff, so we were already very very nervous. And it's so th- that was a very challenging day. I mean, obviously I had ticks dropping like Ugh. those little little mini like micro ticks dropping I from trees right above Ooh. us. Yeah. And, and, oh, I'd be out. But Megan, Megan came in clutch, and she's just like, "Where you need me to spray? I got, I got all the bug spray. I got oh all God. the bug spray. We had ticks. We had the. I kid you not. The basement that we were filming in, we found this like five foot long shedded snake skin. Oh, oh that's right. I forgot about that. I lost snake. my goddamn it's mind. The, and, it's and the you're, snake. You're, it's the snake skin. So where's God, the rest of the snake? Where's the snake? I don't know where the like, snake. Like where's the snake? And you already got like that pentagram down there with the candles. Oh, I'm man. guessing is that is that the basement you're talking about? Yes. So uh, yeah, so that with the snake skins and oh oh, it's like the seven plagues came back. Or we should have we should have incorporated the snake skin into the oh, pentagram. Oh, <laughs> the more, and the more and All the right, more people that bring that up in these interviews, like <laughs> in these podcasts, like. We should have brought up that snakeskin and just like incorporated it. Oh, so we um, exclusive. Uh, we had exclusive. So yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, I, so did you guys I, actually I, light all the candles all around the pentagram? I, we did for the wide shot, and then we had to kind of figure out because the problem was um, Patrick McGee's hands were so small that he couldn't <laughs> light the lighter in the close up. <laughs> so we had to use the cameraman's hand in the close up. You cannot tell. But okay. like, no, you can't. Really it's clearly not an eight-year-old's hand. Was it? Like, was it Laurent's? No, it was Hanu's hand. It oh. So we had to do that because I mean, the poor kid. He was like trying, and then he would burn himself. And I'm like, all right, we, you know. So we kind of had to do some trickery with that. But um, I mean, for me, like, in, in terms of challenges, we had to find a location that was a house that was, you know, looked like it was lived in mm-hmm. uh, and abandoned for a long period of time. And whenever you're trying to find a house location, you either have to find a house that looks like that where people are living in there currently, <laughs> and then you have to offer them a hotel for X amount of days that you're going to be filming in there, or you have to find a house that's empty and then furnish it to make it look like it was abandoned yeah. and has a bunch of stuff in there, cobwebs and yeah. stuff. But we were able to hit the jackpot, and we found a house that looked perfect, hadn't been really touched in a decade. The big problem was it was in Topeka, which is a good hour and 15 minutes yeah. in Kansas City. So we had to shoot several days in Kansas City and then, you know, move the crew to Topeka and stay in a hotel. I mean, that was kind of the – that was the only option that we really had. So those are the kind of things that you have to kind of deal with. When was it filmed? Like what what time of, like, a year? Was it 2019, 2020? Oh, exactly two years ago about. Yeah, June of 21. Oh, so yeah. you guys, uh, it was a big pandemic sort of thing. It was, we were kind of just coming off of the pandemic, which is partly why we were doing such a limited cast and crew, Mm -hmm. because we didn't really have the same restrictions and people were getting vaccinated, but we also, like, the whole world wasn't wide open, so yeah, it was a little tricky. (laughs) Now, I want to jump in a different direction real quick, because I am really, I... I, I am a horror movie fan. I love anything gory, and I love special effects and stuff like that. And some of the special effects, like I got some stills here that <laughs> are just 
ridiculous on the makeup job and with like the 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 artwork on the fingers and even the nails if you zoomed in on them and stuff like that just very realistic looking who did you have uh, helping you in the special effects part here? Uh, jake jackson jake jackson uh we had a guy named jake jackson he is fantastic he's worked on several films with me now at this point and he's actually based out of topeka um and you know it was tricky because we had to you know that the you know spend the actors had to spend hours and hours in the makeup chair and you know for us to be able to figure out we had to figure out scheduling wise what we could film at the same time while he was working on the makeup because as soon as the makeup was done he had to bring the ghost spirit character into the into the shots and stuff like that so we were trying to do multiple things at once and just it's all about timing but i think the out man it took hours to get that makeup going yeah she was in there for a good three hours to do that with oh, the wow. and she never um, once complained. <laughs> no, she's amazing. She's so gracious and talented and lovely. Well, so, and there you know, was there was like slight overlap because um, like she would she would come in, start getting her makeup on, and then I would show up, see her with like half of her face makeup <laughs> on, and just be like. Hey, Toby! Yeah. Hey, how's it going, love? Like, and, like, give her hugs and, like, be all, like, you know, because, like, Toby and I, like, we know each other, like, super, super well. And it's like, oh, my God, it's been so long, babe. Like, how's it been? Like, stuff like that. I'm sorry. I got to get, like, a nose slit going on that you gave me. Sorry. Like, you know, but, like, you know, got to get the nose slit in my face real quick. Jake would take, like, 15 minutes to apply that and just be like, all right, get out of here. Like, gotta, gotta, well, continue, was... gotta continue getting her, getting her makeup put on real quick. And, you know, then we would just like part ways and then I wouldn't see her until we were filming. So. Well, we had one night where we had to do a gunshot in the movie, a, a squib. And Jake had to do the blood squirting from, from that. Oh um, God. <laughs> I mean, it was just, so he had assistance on those big days. He brought in um, an assistant to help him get the the makeup applied because it's just one of those things where we just had to get it all done in one day that that specific part. So it was it was tricky, but we saved a lot of that towards the end. I mean, for the most part, Sarah's right. The the movie was sort of shot in chronological order. I mean, there's a few oh. things at the beginning that moved around, like the diner scene was was uh, day three. Um, well, yeah, and then we and that's then that's we filmed like that, we yeah. filmed like the childhood flashbacks with you, Megan, like yeah, at last, on like day. the last day, yeah. mm -hmm. basically. But like you know, like again, sorry, Patrick, oh, I no, interrupted you, but you're fine. Yeah, it's just one of those things where we were able to because we had one major location, we were able to kind of shoot in order, and it was easy for us because we were able to leave our gear there overnight. Yeah. Um, because normally you have to take all the gear down, leave, and then do the same thing over again, potentially, depending on what the owners want. Luckily, there were nobody, there was nobody living there. So we were able to kind of, you know, get right into things the next day and start shooting. The whole thing on 12 days, which is kind of a, absurd. That is wild. <laughs> we never wow. Wow. 12 we had, days? We had one 10 and a half hour day that was an overnight, but I think every single one of the rest of our days was eight hours or less. Oh, yeah, wow. we moved fast. Oh, wow. But some of that's because the crew has all worked with each other for years. Like we're talking since like 2006, some oh, of wow. the same people worked with us. So it, it it's almost like a, 
a hive mind, <laughs> you know, <laughs> point where we're all kind of like reading each other's minds and know exactly what we want. And so that helps a lot. So have you just said that you guys, uh, so has it just the crew worked since 2006 or have the three of you guys worked together since 2006? Funny enough, I've worked with Megan since 2008. Eight. Uh, yeah, 2008. Um, Sarah and I started working together was it 2018, 17? What, what 2000, year? 2018, 2017. Megan, you and I have known each other. We've known each other. We, I don't think we've worked. We worked together for, on that one of Tony's. For a, we've it. known each other for a long time throughout the film community, but I don't think we've ever worked together until like 2019 yeah, with Safe States. Safe States, I think, was the first thing. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. So, That's insane. So when writing this thing, uh, did you have Sarah in mind for the lead? 100%, yes. Yeah. I actually wrote it for her. So that actually oh, made so, wow. things, I, that made things a little easier because I was thinking of her the whole time. And, I, you know, I'd worked with her on several short films. She had uh, a smaller villain role in I Am Lisa, which is oh, yeah. another feature. We saw yeah. that. Oh, we saw that. And yeah. then um, she did two or three short films with me at that point between. Um, one where she was possessed, which was, you know, a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> um, so was I was like, used, okay. it was, it was, it was fun for me. I don't know if it was fun for you, but it was, it was super fun for me. Well, in Fuse, he has a like, split personality and in, in spiritual practice, it was a short you. film that we shot uh, like the year after. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually shot that short right before the pandemic started. It was like November of 2019. Oh, when right we did before. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had worked together. And so I was, I had it in mind that I was going to make a feature with her. And so it, there was no doubt. Um, all the other cast members were, you know, people who auditioned for the for the film. Um, I, obviously, there were some bit roles, like Megan's role was was that was easy to cast. And then of course we had um, an actor playing at the gas station that Chad Crenshaw, who also was. Uh, oh, I think my daughter wants to make a cameo. Yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. <laughs> Go is ahead, it, bring her on. Is in. it Willow? Hey, Willow. Hey, Willow. Say hi. You stub your toe? Oh, Well, Paige was an interesting story, though, because that was the role, the role of Jenny, the the best friend. Yeah. That was the one that we couldn't find the right person for. Like, we just couldn't find it. Like, there's a lot of actresses that gave wonderful reads, but nobody that it was like, oh, yeah, that's Jenny. And her agent had posted, like, on their Facebook page, on their agency Facebook page, some, like, I think it was really, like, a, I don't know, it was a bank commercial or a toothpaste commercial or something that that she was in, and this girl was just, like, radiant in this commercial. And I asked Patrick, I'm like, well, you must know her, right? Like, who's this? I had no idea. And we're like, and he's like, no, I've never seen her before either. And it was like, well, surely she does all kinds of things. I wonder if she's local. Like, did it, like, we didn't know who she was. And we just assumed she'd done like a million things. <laughs> so we hit up her agent and asked her if she wanted to tape just based on this, like, whatever local commercial it was. And she'd never done a film before. I mean, she'd been doing like print ads and commercial. And this is her first film role. And she was like, her audition, it was like, boom. Yeah. Like, she was Jenny. Like, we were just like, oh my gosh, there she is. But I'm like, geez, Louise, if we hadn't, like, Actors thank your agents and their social media because we never would have right. found her if her agent hadn't been posting like you know here's my actor's recent work and 
Yeah, she was really good. Yeah. I, I really love the introduction of her in the diner. I thought yeah. it was awesome, especially yeah. since I know that diner. I've had their country fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> that diner, that diner is ten minutes from my house, and so it was one of those things where during the pandemic, there were most of the diners in town were like saying no to film production in general. Like they were just like, no way. Right. So I went over there, introduced myself, and then I just kept coming back to eat and then I would bring my kids and so by the time I was like you know the great thing about having kids that are cute you bring them to a location and like you can't say no to me because if you say no to me you're also saying no to my kids so you know they they, I know it's 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 a little but it's a tactic I use sometimes but anyway they were great they were fantastic to work with Florence Florence Pugh would say you cheeky 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 man (laughs) Patrick Ray you cheeky boy the name of the diner was oh, forgive me. Nell Bell Diner. Nell Bell Nell's Bells. There That's it right. is. Nell Bell 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 Diner. There we go. And, and yeah. the place was perfectly decorated. We didn't have to do anything in terms. Of, that was a good thing about this particular movie is all the locations looked perfect. We didn't have to do anything except maybe move a few things around because normally you have to art direct and like everything kind of came exactly the way we wanted it. Yeah. So we, Patrick, we do okay. have the owner is she took some convincing, but the owner is one of the extras in that first oh. scene. We yeah. convinced her to, oh, cool. to just sit in there and I think she's drinking a cup of coffee or something, which was kind of yeah. fun. No, she is. Oh. She is. Yeah. So um I said this to Chris after I got done watching the movie and he's like, dude, nobody else is gonna know that. And I was <laughs> like I was like, okay, well I go, man, the Soto Inn and Ellsbells, that's a that's a twelve and a half hour walk if you're walking that and i feel so sorry that kid should have been like dead on the street (laughs) (laughs) we we tried to make it look like it was like close that was creative i know i know know. it's i think it'd be more than 12 hours probably i don't know that's a long walk Uh, i googled it also we we googled it after i argued hence the fact fact that we're like leaving the desoto inn when it's like sunrise, that's true, and entering. Yeah. Oh, what sunfall? Okay, yeah, I thought it was the same sun. There, see, that's there. You go. There, you go. there you go. There you go. Fucking Neil. I know. Hey, I can't perceive your... everything. <laughs> After leaving a gas station in Leavenworth, you were just hoping it all over the Tri County area. <laughs> that, 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 uh, that scene at the gas station in Leavenworth was fun to shoot because I mean. We're an independent. We're an independent film, so we couldn't afford to like say, "Hey, close your gas station down <laughs> yeah. for our movie." So we had to film while the gas station was open, um, which worked for a while. Luckily, it worked while we were filming on the inside because people there wasn't a huge amount of people coming in. Um, it was a weeknight, but yeah. as soon as we started filming outside, oh man, people started people started you know spreading Social the work, and they started pulling into the pumps, and then they were all filming us with their iPhones and. Finally, I had to say, look, here's the deal, because, you know, if the sh- if the shot is on uh, Lori, who's playing Judith, and I can see that pump behind her, the same car has to be back there. For- <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was running into a situation where one car would leave and then another car would come. And I'm like, you guys just stay there, chill out, watch this film, but just keep your car there. Because if take two has – if I use, like, the – front of take two and then the, the last part of take yeah. three and there's a different car in the background then people are gonna it's and please a... please stop tiktok like we had to ask people like can you you can take tiktok videos just when they say action put down your smartphone because we literally had people in the background like 
oh, yeah. TikToking and Snapchatting themselves. If you're the if you're the the different card, it'd be the goofs on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to be on those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, Megan, uh, when I was looking up information about you, I noticed you're originally from Montana. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yep. So, so when did you get to the Kansas City area? Um, I actually grew up up there in Montana and went to college at Gonzaga in Washington and lived in Seattle and then moved to LA. And so I was living in LA. My husband is from the Kansas City area. So it was when we were kind of making the decision about like, do we want to base and put roots down in LA or in Kansas City? And we wanted to have kids. So we kind of liked the idea of yeah. raising kids out here in the Midwest. And, and as I tell everybody, I'm like, my first mortgage here was the same as my one bedroom in West Hollywood. Jesus Christ. I, my, I, my mortgage yeah. here in Tulsa is literally $200 less than what I paid. <laughs> oh my as, gosh. So like there. you just can't beat the affordability of Kansas city. So, so yeah. So I'm guessing for all the rules I've seen you uh, that you've been a part of and stuff like that, you, you've probably had to travel for some of those rules and stuff like that. Uh, so you've probably filmed in a lot of different locations. So what is your favorite place to probably film at and why is it Tulsa, Oklahoma? Well, I, I mean, I work as both. Well, hey, I was just in Oklahoma City last year for Tulsa King. So yeah, I know that's I saw it out here. Experience with your Oklahoma film community, amazing! It was such a great week. Um, as an actor, my preferences are different than as a producer. Um, as a producer, I love filming in Kansas City. I mean, people are still excited about film here. Like Patrick said, when you go to locations, people are are pumped about it and people want to help you out and people get excited to be in film and the crew just really collaborates and people have a flexibility here. And the, I mean, the talent level is the same for cast and crew here as it is anywhere in the country. So, so as a producer, I, I absolutely love filming locally. So uh, I want to congratulate you guys on 100% Rotten Tomatoes. That's awesome. By the way. Woo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, every now and then I just go and I, I look and I'm like, is it still okay? Good, it's still there. You know, it's still, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we've been fortunate. We got a good review from the New York Times, and so that was very, very. Yeah, I saw that. I was, I was stoked for you guys. And it's one of those movies where I'm hoping word of mouth keeps carrying it because it does have a very, I think, unique perspective and a different take on the haunted house movie. So I'm hoping that people continue to watch and word gets out because that's how these movies continue to be successful is word of mouth, you know? Um, we don't have the Marvel marketing budget, so. <laughs> oh, man. Really? Who would have thought? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look at, look at a movie like Terrifier 2, which is a completely different kind oh, yeah. of horror. Yeah. But that movie was built off of word of mouth, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it didn't, they didn't spend a lot of marketing because they, they had viral marketing. So, it, for me, like, what you guys are doing, having us on, and us talking about the film is so helpful. Oh, no because problem. It, people interested in the, in the movie and i always tell people once your movie is out your work isn't done you have to keep <laughs> promoting the movie and no getting it out there in front of people yeah. otherwise yeah it, you know there's so much content now so the goal is to create something that sticks out in in people's minds you know all right this question is going to sarah because we haven't heard from you in a little while <laughs> sarah okay oh, wow. okay Hey. We had a great conversation with you. I don't know, was it 220 episodes? It ago was. Now? Yeah, well, how, how many episodes? How many? Because oh, that was that was uh, when we were talking about uh, what was it? Brie Larson's. Uh, uh, oh, we're in short term uh, twelve. We talked about short term twelve. 
Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And you were oh my god. On yeah, it's my too, my favorite about. Brie Larson film aside from awesome. uh Room. Room. Oh, not room not great. not the oh. Room. Well, I mean, yeah. Scott Pilgrim, not, that's not, not really her mistaken, film. But, but Room. Just so, Room. What was your favorite part of this filming experience or um and what do you think you have coming up in the future that we're going to be looking forward to seeing from you? Oof. <laughs> Oof. So, uh, to reiterate, my favorite part of this filming Mm -hmm. with Dark, and what am I looking forward to later? Yeah, in the future. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Little, little Patty McGee. (laughs) That, that kid, at like... He he gave me the best, but also also the worst <laughs> things to say. Like he like he would look at me with like his cute little like his little baby eyes and just say, like, hey, in between in between takes, he would just say, Hey, you're a good mom. You're going to be a great mom. And I was like, my boy, my little baby boy, what are you doing to me right now? And then like literally five seconds later, he was just like, hey, you know what this is on the side of your head? That's a bald spot. Um, I have a a bald spot on the side of my head, too. It's okay. (laughs) We all get them. And I'm like, bro, you're like eight. <laughs> what do you know? Get out of here, man. Like, don't don't even talk to me. But, like, honestly, like, you know, like, so, like, yeah, I would, I would, I would say working, working with little Patty McGee, but. I mean, also, who, who would have thought that another Patrick could come to Kansas City and take over. <laughs> From the other Patrick guy that's there. I, I don't know. know what that guy's name is, but I know, right? Like, <laughs> Patrick, right? Patty McGee. Who's gave, this guy? He gave me five dollars one day between takes. He I, I didn't know he was standing next to me and he slipped a five dollar bill in my pocket. And then like hours later he goes, Hey, can I have that five dollars back? No. <laughs> what? Let's let's yeah, let's it was, it was adorable. Let's finish, it was adorable. Let's finish the story with that. Because he did that with almost every other <laughs> and crew member because he would go over to every single person and be like, hey, man, I got $5 here. Let me <laughs> slip it into your pocket real quick. And then he would, like, wait five minutes and be like, oh, you still got that five bucks? And snatch it back out of your pocket. <laughs> what the heck? And it's like I can't, I can't, in good conscience, keep it. Yeah. yeah. Like Megan, love, Megan, did he, did he do that to you? He never did to me. But I love that we had to have Big Patrick and Little Patrick on set. <laughs> Big Patrick. So like Little Patrick's gonna be like thirty five, winning an Oscar, and we're all gonna still be calling him Little Patrick. <laughs> I, I will honestly, I will always be calling him like. Little Patrick McBloverson, because he hated that. He hated that. 
because it's just like little Patty McGee, little Patty McCloverson, and like just like the most Irish of Irish names. And he was just like, stop calling me that. And I'm just like, oh, but I gotta be your mom. I gotta patronize you a little bit longer. Like, you know what? Like, if you're the Oscars, also, you need to yell that. Also, him. he also treated me like his mom numerous times and mm. he's just like hey you're cute or hey um you know what your booty's sagging out of your shorts today and i'm like bro why are you looking at that stop <laughs> like what is wrong with you like oh that's no so yes awesome. no filter and it was, I hope he was, never does. He's so fantastic. Awesome. He is. He was. He was the best. The best to so, work with. So on the way set. it sounds is that you know Patrick's are just taking over Kansas City. Ever yeah. since I moved away, anybody with the name Patrick is just taking over Kansas yep. City. Yeah, Neil, you missed out. I know. I missed should, all the Patrick's. You should. You should change your name. Oh yeah, no, um, because my sister's name is Patricia, which is oh, no. the female version of Patrick. Oh no, well, there you no go. Way I'm doing so, that. Yes, my well, so sounds like your sounds like your sister locked <laughs> no, out. No, yeah, she's she, my she guy. Was in Notre Dame area. She's never going to be there. Um, wow. So also, a lot of people that listen to our podcast are yes. usually uh, up and coming filmmakers, uh, actors, actresses, and stuff like that. We have some great conversations with great oh, yeah. local people in different cities across the United States. Um, can you guys share uh, how you guys got into uh, what you're doing today? Like, uh, let's start with you, Patrick. How did you start becoming like a writer, director? Because you have like, I, I can't even, uh, on your IMBD, it says like, what, 83 <laughs> under your belt at this point? And I, I'm just I've never like, counted. I've never counted. 74. I, Some of that stuff goes point. back to college. Like, you know, yeah. okay. So I grew up in Nebraska, a small town. Um, and, you know, I, you were born in 1980. So, it was, you know, there was a lot of playing outside or going to the movies. And so, you know, we grew up with Jaws and Star Wars and Indiana Jones and those movies and stuff. So for me, that was kind of like what got me excited about making movies. Um, when I was in high school is when I really got the bug because my, for some reason, my high school had its own channel um, that went to wow. everybody, everybody who had cable in town. Dope. And so I was put in yeah. charge, which might have been a mistake, but it was fun. Um, I mean, it was made to film like high school football and high school basketball games and stuff like that. But I ended up making these really, really weird movies. And then I would play them on loop all day. And uh, and then so that's kind of what got me into it. But then I ended up going to college at the University of Kansas um, and uh, I stuck around Lawrence for 10 years. Um, I ended up working for a TV studio there and then they started kind of getting involved with my I was making a lot of short films um, and playing them at film festivals and such. And um, then I made a movie called Nailbiter, which we started filming in. I think 2009, and I didn't get released till 2013. It's always that first movie that takes forever to make. Um, right. And we, we just met a director that his first movie literally took eight years. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. It, it. And so that's why I always tell people not don't get frustrated, don't quit because it, it's supposed to. The first one especially, it just it just for some reason takes that long. And so I just keep doing it. You know, I made a film um, when we <laughs> when we filmed it. It was called Enclosure, and it had Fiona Dorif, who's uh, Brad Dorif's daughter, and it had Jake Busey, 
Um, but then when they released it, it was called Arbor Demon, which I'm not thrilled with the title. But it's on Paramount Plus and it's on MGM Plus right now. But we filmed that in South Carolina, actually. It's like the one feature that I haven't done in Kansas City. Um, <laughs> and then I just kept I just kept working and making stuff. Did I Am Lisa, which was shot mostly in the North Kansas City area. Um, and uh, then we did this movie. So you also I just, didn't mention uh, Nailbiter. Well, Nailbiter was a shot in Lawrence, and that was the first one that I that took four years. And then I did a family film in between there with Megan. Uh, Megan produced. Um, it's probably my one and only family film I'll ever make. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do another <laughs> one. That was the one about the dog, right? Yeah, it was. It was um, yeah, belonged to us. Belonged to us, which is um, on Peacock right now. It's on a bunch of streaming services right now. It's on Tubi and Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock. Yeah, I am Lisa's on Peacock. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just it's all about just we don't we don't have to mention I am Lisa because my did. character, the 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 film is great. My character is a terrible person, garbage, a complete. Yeah, she's a, she's a garbage. Movie, man. <laughs> no, your character is garbage, but you did good in it. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> well, still love you. Yeah. does it, does it smell <laughs> like does it smell like French fries? Like I don't know, like you know. Somebody's asking if, if, if I like the bottleneck or the replay. That's a tough, you know. That's a that's a flip of the coin because I like both of them. Uh, I would have to say probably replay over bottleneck. Somebody just somebody's asking me what 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 bar on Mastery I like better. Um, but yeah, so I and Lisa was interesting because we shot that all of 2019. We shot well, not all of it, but the summer of 2019, and then we were able to release it and. 2020 and 2021 when there was kind of a lull in product because of, of the pandemic. So we were able to get the red box kiosk with that movie. And um, so that movie's done very, very well. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, keep making stuff and, and I like doing it right here in Kansas city and, and working with these lovely folks. So now uh, Megan, let's took this question over to you. Cause uh, I, again, you have a long true and plus you, um, started up the uh, wonderful production company that put this uh, movie all together, got the funding all together uh, from Smart Mouth Productions. Got my gear. How did you get into film and, you know, how – how do you? Ah, I'm I'm twisting over my own tongue. Chris, finish it for me. I'm I'm tracking you. I'm tracking you. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually a theater kid. Um, I mean, I grew up doing. I mean, I played sports. I was kind of a jock that also did theater. But um, I went to college for theater and for journalism, and my concentration in journalism was actually theater reviewing. So when I graduated, it was kind of a you know New York, LA, New York, LA, and I don't sing or dance well enough that anyone's going to pay me to do it. <laughs> So I kind of gravitated toward LA and the film and, and television side of it. And it's, and I enjoy it. I mean, I love, I love the medium. So I fell into that as an actor. I actually didn't get into producing until I moved to Kansas city. And that was kind of pre the self tape revolution. It was pre a lot of the States around here that have the good incentives now didn't right. have them at the time. And there wasn't all this production you know, within a two hour plane ride everywhere. So it was kind of like if I wanted to work, we had to start making some of our own work. And I, you know, started teaming up with some other actresses um, and just producing a web series and short films and, and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the, the producing's kind of just kept coming. Like I said, the, I helped with the family film that Patrick directed and, 
And uh, so this is the first feature, um, entire feature that my production company is 100% done on its own. We've oh, done wow. a lot awesome. of shorts and a lot of web series and yeah. commercial corporate That's stuff. But yeah, so we wanted to do a, a full feature with Smart Mel. So, uh, Sarah. Sarah, how did you get into <laughs> acting and how... I mean, we, we've seen you on the stage, so I know you do stage work. You you did um, the one with the lady with the axe. What was it? Lizzie Borden. Uh, Liz, Lizzie Borden. I remember Lizzie? you doing that one. Lizzie yeah. Borden? Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, seeing that one. So I was, uh, I was not Lizzie. I was No, you weren't. You were, uh, you were the sister. I was sister. her sister. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, my, full, my full name is Emma L. Borden. <laughs> <laughs> the L is for Lenora. Uh, so, yeah. So, I... Oh, man. That's, that's like, my last... My last stage performance. Oh, and really? honestly, like, the funnest. Because, honestly... Low-key. Like, can I, can I curse on this oh, podcast? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, cool. I got to say what the fuck? <laughs> 32 times in a song. <laughs> in amazing. a song i got to say what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck now lizzie yeah it, it, it's like chris bratt in uh guardians of the galaxy you gotta literally it was so like if i if i if i did not get cast as lizzie i was like i better fucking be cast as her sister emma <laughs> so i can't say what the fuck now lizzie in this song yeah. And I got cast as Emma, and I was like, "Cool, great, <laughs> fantastic." Uh, so yeah, so my my story as far as acting goes, uh, way back into the ether. Uh, anyway, uh, in high school, on the podcast right now, you know, <laughs> right? You're, like, you're like way back in the time, and you're the youngest person right now in this whole conversation. <laughs> You guys can, you guys can, you guys can just be like a little bit nicer to me. <laughs> just like, just like, let me have this moment and be like, and way back into my ether, into my, into my decade, just a little bit. Okay. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, I had no inclination or like aspiration to act at all. Until I was like, maybe like twenty, but unfortunately, uh, I was like put into a uh, like an acting class in high school. Ironically, uh, when I was like seventeen, and then I was like, "Oh, crap!" Like schedule mishap completely. And I was like, oh, this is, like, I'm, like, sweeping the floors in a production of Annie as, like, maid number 37. <laughs> but I, like, see the audience when, like, the curtains open. And I was, like, scrubbing the floors. And I was like, oh, what is this magnificence? Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. And, like, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, so I think I want to I think I want to go to school for like theater or like musical theater. And my parents were like 
Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll support you and we love you, but like it's not gonna be sustainable for like your life. And you know, same same goes for today. But <laughs> anywho, uh yeah, so gotta 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 BFA in musical theater have done very minimal with musical theater, but have done a lot with film. Now, Chris, that, go ahead and If ask that, that makes any sense. Well, it makes perfect sense. Chris, I think it's time for you to ask that question that I hate more than anything in the entire uh, world. It's a question we ask everyone in every podcast. It's the hardest question. I'm going to start with uh, Patrick. What is your favorite movie? Uh, probably, no. man, it's probably Raiders of the Lost Ark, but like, because Oh, I, I love that yeah. answer. Oh, I five. Think, <laughs> I would, it's one of those things where you're like, you watch it, like, what would you change? Nothing. You know, what would you change? Nothing. Right. I, but I mean, Empire Strikes Back, it's, it's like, they kind of like, they kind of joust mm-hmm. in terms of one's my favorite. Um, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Megan knows this. Everyone knows this. Um, so, but, but I think Raiders is like a perfect movie. I think there's nothing like you would change in it. So are you scared to see the Dial of Destiny then? Am I scared to see it? Yeah. Or I to see it. I'm a, I'm a little both. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I want to see it. I thought as long as it doesn't got aliens, I'm all down. For I think it. it's going to be just fine guys. I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it will it be as good as the original movies. Probably not, but it'll be just fine. The problem is that the way movies are made now is way different. Than the way they were made, you know, the, the way they made the original movies. So, because of that, I mean, this one's shot on digital. I think this is the first one that they've ever done, like actually shot on digital. So, there's always going to be a visual thing about it that seems different from mm-hmm. movies. Anyway, I've, I've talked long enough. Megan, Godfather. Oh, good answer. Good answer. One, one and two collectively. Okay. Oh yeah. But, yep, hands down. It's just great. It was, like, the most fun ever when my kids were finally old enough. I'm like, and we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) The time has come. All right, sir. I'm so sorry. It's a hard question. I I don't know. I don't know. It literally literally depends on the week. Yeah, it does. Is Is that not, like, is that not, like, the same for, like, Megan, Patrick? Neil, Chris, is no. that not like the same it's, for you it's guys? It's true for like, me. It's true for me. I promise. I, I, I see. This is why I hate this question because me, like, literally, at one point, I was I lived above a one screen movie theater when I was a teenager. I literally was the general manager of a blockbuster in the nineties. I, I, <sighs> I, at one point, I owned over four thousand DVDs, over six thousand VHS cassettes. I've seen so much cinema that it's yeah. like. How can I choose what my favorite movie is? It's like one movie. And like now people train like, you know, if you were to ask the question in the nineties, you know what? You know what? You know what? I have an answer. I'm ready for it. Oh, what's the answer? You ready? Yeah, we're ready. Mm-hmm. Pop pop some knuckles. I don't I don't have I knuckles to pop. But uh There you go. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, great one. Great. What's Ooh, interesting, yeah. That is a good one. I haven't even thought of that it's one. I might want to watch right. that tonight. <laughs> All right, cool. That's, that's a good answer. There you go. It's like, give me, give me, give me some kind of... I don't have any 
He's just he's just different. Where's your sound bits, Mister Producer Man? So you yeah, are. I was uh, I was I was going to, but I didn't want to be. Grounded, I didn't want to be too morning radio. So yeah, I didn't have what need for this. That's fantastic, fantastic, Mister Fox. Like it's fantastic. It's, it's like it's it's like it is it is fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. It's before Wes Anderson parodying himself. So, like it's 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 just it's just so good. Cuss, cuss, it's cuss. so good. It's so good. It is like I haven't seen it in quite a while. That's you a George can't be one. you can't yeah. be mad at it. I'm not like mad. it's oh, yeah. so like and even if you get mad at it, then it's like staring you straight in the face and being like drinking like grape juice and being like, <laughs> You mad, bro? See, like, like one of my favorite movies of all time, like is like not just like Star Wars or Godfather or uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder <laughs> original. Oh, like, no. I have a grudge against. That. I love Gene that Wilder. That is not I a mean, musical. Dude. Drives me bananas. I'm over here. I'm gonna say my favorite movie this week is The Witch. <laughs> you know. So. I, I, uh, I remember this like, being sorry. first watched. I wanted to rent Nightmare on Elm Street two. Right, I was at the Megan. Group. Megan, you that, you you were saying like that is not that is not one of your films. That drives me bananas. It drives my oldest son bananas too because it doesn't follow the book. I thank uh, you so good. much. Thank you so Just much. Like, but Patrick oh also God. knows I hate ET, so childhood films oh. probably <laughs> that's, that's unforgivable. Yeah, I like think I have. Where's Willy Wonka? Right there. There he is. Yeah. There's Willy Wonka yeah. right behind me. <laughs> I mean, E.T. is one of those movies with our, our childhood where it's like it, it either you love it or it scared the crap out of you. Like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. That yeah. scared uh, Sarah's wife. Warren terrified. Yeah, no, it's scared. It's no, uh, uh, Chris. Yeah. Let me let me correct you real quick. It's because your wife, Leah, yeah. my wife's sister, scared the bejesus out of her by being like, "Hey, let me let me prop this ET little like dummy under her bed," and then be like, "Hey, Lauren, look under your bed." As like any old sister would to a younger sister. Yeah. Rude, rude, okay. rude sibling, rude sibling childhood, shit. Childhood trauma movie for me was The Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wow. loved The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Dark Crystal. I, uh, uh, never ending story. Charles, uh, my trauma oh. movie is The Gate. My sister showed that to me when I was three years old. And it terrified me. It's an awful movie. <laughs> when I play that movie on the HBO in the middle of the day, like I remember HBO, they'd be like, "Hey, let's play the Gate at one p.m." <laughs> no, and you're like, just when, you know, for years I'd leap away from my bed, for scared of fans <laughs> would come under and drag me. So when also, I was a wee uh, little lad, uh, I actually got kicked out of the movie theater at um when I was like, I think I was six. I was six years old. My mom allowed me to go see Nightmare on Elm Street three. Dream Warriors. Warriors. The prime and time, I was laughing so hard at it, like the little puppet fate one where he's got the puppet yeah, guy. Yeah. I was a kid laughing. Everybody else is like, ah, and I'm a little kid going, ah, that's so funny. <laughs> and like, I got kicked out of the theater for laughing too hard. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I, I, I like. I remember when it played in the, because my my that my there was a. a Theater about ten minutes outside of my hometown that also played two. It had two screens. I remember the poster fa- fascinated me 
to the point where I went home as a like seven year old and I drew the poster, and because for some reason posters for me were like a big thing. I remember seeing the poster for Legend when it came out and like oh. just being amazed by that poster. Oh, um, and it's still one of the best, still one of the best movie posters I've ever seen. I, um, I when I go to Halloween, when I go to Halloween parties or stuff like that, and I see people that actually do uh, the darkness, the Prince <laughs> Darkness setup, like yeah. where they have the horns and they're walking around like that. I'm like, one amazing, two headache. You're gonna have <laughs> yeah. a headache exactly. by the end of the night. I know you are. I would like to know how much the horns weighed. I think they were probably looked like they were heavy, but they were actually pretty. <laughs> My theory, but they were um, there was shallow uh, PCP pipe. I I saw a hole behind the. Oh no, kidding! With, uh, with uh, Tim yeah. on Curry. that, Tim Curry. Where do you oh, know your Tim Curry from? Yeah, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> I love Tim Curry. For for us, it's either it's either legend or it. it and then for clue, oh, clue. Mm. I was a huge. Oh, yes, clue. Megan, clue. Or, or Homo too. He was in that too. Or 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 wait 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 wait. Rocky Horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, 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 or Treasure Planet. Treasure Island. Treasure Island. Okay, we're just going through everything Tim Curry. Yeah. Now. Okay, everybody, let's wrap this up. Okay, so um, uh, I ask uh, every person that comes on the show to do this for us because I cut it yeah. out and I save it for intros. So uh, I'm going to oh, ask no. you to. Yeah, it's okay. So Patrick, oh, no. I'm gonna ask no you pressure. to say, no sure. I just say, this is Patrick Way, regular listening music. Don't suck and some of do. Okay. Uh, this is Patrick Ray, and you are listening to movies that don't suck and some that do. Perfect, Megan. This is Megan Flynn, and you're listening to movies that don't suck and some that do. Sarah. This is Sarah McGuire, and you're listening to movies that don't suck and some that do. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> All right. Let's do the wrap-up right here, Chris. All right, guys. Uh, we want to thank so much uh, for the people like from They Wait in the Dark with Patrick Ray, Sarah McGuire, and Megan Flynn for coming and joining us today oh, on great. the episode. Thank you guys so much. Everybody, make sure to make your way out. Go and see this movie. Uh, it is an amazing movie. It, it It's a haunted it's the best way to say it. it's like a haunted horror movie that a haunted house movie where it has a twist in it. And believe me, you are going to love the twist that they put on this movie. So please go watch it. It's on Amazon, anywhere VOD is available. Make sure you have a good day and have a good time. Take care of each other and love each other as well. One thing that I can actually ask Patrick and Megan um, and also sure. Chris and Neil, what are you guys working on? In the future, <laughs> you want to go like, first? So, Chris? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip the script. So, right, what are you, for- what are you guys working on? So, so every Thursday uh, we record go, a new podcast. Let's go. And- <laughs> okay, Chris, every, uh, let's, go, let's go with you first. Every Thursday yeah. I do a podcast on Wednesday. It's like something that do comes out every. The audio version comes out every Sunday with a uh, okay. Neil who's here, right, Neil? 
Yeah, I do something. Yeah. I don't know what I do. I um Yeah, I, I do something. I, I, I work in radio, so I also I work for the podcast here every I we record every Thursday live here every Thursday on all platforms. Then on top <laughs> of that, I also work in radio, but that's all production stuff in the background. Right now I'm actually uh working on a wrestling podcast that I'm going to have up and coming here in a little bit and I've been working with local pro wrestlers here in the Tulsa area cuz I don't know if you guys know this, but there's like seven wrestling pro promotions in Tulsa it is ridiculous and one of my friends uh last year we we're just sitting having beers on a couch and he's like I'm gonna become a pro wrestler that guy now has two titles for two different companies <laughs> in, this, in here in Tulsa so I've been working on a lot of stuff on the background like that that's why I built my nice little studio here so I could do a lot more stuff online Patrick what you got coming up well, you know, I uh, always have got at least three things going at the same time. I've actually completed a, a bunch of short films that I've shot three or four different short films since September um, that are going to be circulating the, the uh, festival circuit. And then Sarah and I are working on a found footage horror movie, which I don't know what your feelings are on those, but this one will be different and inter- interesting. <laughs> and then we're also, I'm also working on a sequel to I Am Lisa, which we hope, pray that it'll happen. And, um, yeah, just, you know, I'm one of those guys when the project, the right project comes my way, I will swoop on it. So Megan, what you got going on? Oh boy. Well, we're, I don't know if you guys know, we're on a writer strike and I think oh, we're about yeah. to be on an actor's director strike as well. So oh. probably not going to be working much this summer, um, on the acting side of it. So we're kind of just taking it day by day. I've so, got some, got some stuff I'm helping producing wise, some, a short and, you know, a couple so other projects. Do you have an inside talk on when it might end? You what? Do you have an inside talk on when the strike might end for writers? You know, I don't know. I, we might be buckled in for a bit, and rightfully so. I, I hope the writers yeah, and sure. actors, I hope oh, we get yeah. everything we're asking for. So I think it's the right the right thing I to mean, do. Support your, support your folks on strike. Oh, yeah, sure. Without deep diving too much into my own personal thoughts about it, Hey man, if you made the stuff, you should get paid for this stuff. It doesn't Thank matter. If, it doesn't matter if you're a writer. It doesn't matter if you built a car for someone. It doesn't matter what you did. If yep. you did the work, you need to get paid for the work. Yep. And and people who keep trying to take money away from people who are doing that. Believe me, I, I just uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, support your strikers. But yeah, so kind of just kind of just gonna see how how it goes for right now. So God, like Patrick said, I've always got two or three things that are. That are there. You have, to, have kind of, to. You have to have. Yeah. Several things going at once, and hopefully one will hit. You know. Yep. All right, guys. All right. It looks like no one's asking any questions. So, guys, thank you for watching. Appreciate it. This uh, episode will be out later this week uh, on Spotify, Apple, all the above. Thank you guys for joining in for us. You guys have a good day. And remember, if you can't love, if you can't love each other, make sure you love yourself. Have a good day. You go, uh, hey guys, that was our interview with uh, the people from the Way of Dark. That was fucking awesome, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, uh, director Patrick, uh, actor Sarah McGuire, and uh, Patrick Ray, uh, Sarah McGuire, and the executive producer from Smart Mouth Productions Megan and Flynn. actor Megan Flynn, um, who is also in Tulsa King. I'm just going to say that again. <laughs> Since I'm from Tulsa, or I live in Tulsa now. But um, it was a great conversation with the guys. And, guys, again, go check them out. The the video is available on all video-on-demand sites. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's on Amazon for $3.99. Voodoo, Apple. 
It's a good little movie. It has a great twist to it. And if you're from Kansas City, you're going to love seeing all the locations that you know because all locations are things I know you've driven by at least four or five times. Well, if you guys want to get a hold of us, here's how you can. We're at Facebook at facebook.com slash movies on podcast on Twitter and to this podcast on Instagram and to the podcast. Go to w2mnet.com. Uh, number uh, w number two mnet.com for uh our podcast among tons of other stuff. We're on uh patreon.com slash means on suck. If you guys want to be on patron, please do that. <laughs> we'll give you we'll uh send you nude photos, maybe right now. Correct, correct. A good bonfire comments such as on suck something for merch. You guys also just want to send an old fashioned email. We're at info movies on suck.net or movies on suck podcast at gmail.com. You know. What do you do for small businesses? Uh, for small businesses, if you have one, we'll be more than happy to promote you, put you out there to our thousands of listeners, our millions of followers. We'll be more than happy. Just send us an email, a message, uh, pat Chris on the shoulder while he's oh, walking yeah. through the supermarket. Either way, whatever <laughs> you can, just let us know, and we'll be more than happy to advertise you for free because we want to help out local. We support local. You should support local. That is 100%. You good? Good, let's throw it out there. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, guys, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you want to wait, you want to run away, remember, there's always something waiting for you in the dark. Have a good night. Have a good night.